other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Hopefully you had a nice weekend. There was some decent weather. Hopefully you got to do something fun. I had a great weekend. I'll give you some of the highlights and some of the lowlights over the course of the next four hours. Hey, uh, coming up in about a half hour, I'm going to talk with a gentleman who's an expert on the life and times of George Reeves. I've always been a fan of George Reeves as an actor, and I've always been pretty fascinated about the circumstances surrounding his death. So I spent a lot of time time over the course of the last week or so investigating what happened. Was he murdered? Was it a suicide? And, and, and anyway, you know, this happens to me a lot when I do some research. I ended up going down this rabbit hole of all sorts of cool old Hollywood stuff and researching all sorts of interesting things. And I came across someone that I'm embarrassed to tell you I was totally unfamiliar with, and that's Baby Leroy. Are you familiar with Baby Leroy? I think Many of you probably were, and that's why I said I'm embarrassed that I didn't know who he was. That is Ronald Leroy Overacker, although he was best known by the stage name Baby Leroy. He was a child actor who appeared in films in the 1930s. When he was 16 months old, he became the youngest person ever put under contract by a major studio. How cool is that? Got a film contract at 16 months old. So his career began when he was less than a year old, but he's best known for his appearances in three W.C. Fields films. And this is what really fascinated me over the weekend that I learned. W.C. Fields was a real jerk. Fields told a story that they were shooting a film, Tilly and Gus, where a short scene was repeatedly ruined by baby Leroy's crying until W.C. Fields surreptitiously devised a solution. There's a quote from him. I quietly removed the nipple from baby Leroy's bottle, dropped in a couple of noggins of gin, and returned it to baby Leroy. After sucking on the pacifier for a few minutes, he staggered through the scene like a Barrymore. Uh, baby Leroy these days is perhaps best known for a dinner table sequence in the W.C. Fields comedy, The Old Fashioned Way, in which he throws a handful of custard into the comedian's face, yanks on his nose, and destroys his pocket watch by tossing it into a bowl of molasses. Apparently, Baby Leroy and W.C. Fields did not get along, even though this was a little kid, less than two, three years old. W.C. Fields felt that Baby Leroy was becoming too big of a star. He didn't like that he was getting second billing in the credits. He not only hated infants in general, but he believed Baby Leroy was stealing scenes from him. He used to swear at the baby so much in front of the camera that the director had to cut off the ends of the scenes in which they appeared. So who knows whether or not this animosity was legitimate, but it goes to show you even the biggest stars in the world can act like children. And now you know the rest of the story. We'll talk George Reeves in a bit. We'll talk books in a minute to be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everybody. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Bottom line, inflation is out of control. Bottom line, if you are a middle-class family in this country, you are in a world of hurt if you want to do something that a lot of folks have been doing for 50, 60 years, like take your children to Disneyland. Let's look at some prices. And let's omit the cost of travel, the cost of airfare. Let's also omit the cost of food. Just a bare bones Disneyland outing for a family of four 
comprised of two adult tickets, two child tickets, parking, and a one-night stay at a Disneyland hotel. In 1960, an adult ticket was $1.60, and a child's ticket was just 60 cents. A 10-ride pass was an additional $3.95. So those combined costs would be $54.81 for an adult, $35.06 for a child adjusted for inflation. Today's prices are far steeper. Tickets clock in at $149 for adults and $141 for children, respectively. Once $18 a night, uh, that's $178 in today's money, a double bedroom at Disneyland Hotel will now set you back $445. But the real kick in the pants is parking. It used to be a mere 25 cents, which adjusted for inflation is $2.47, to park your car there. Today, it's $30. That's more than an 11,000% bump in price since 1960. Disney's main parking lot cost $108 million and was subsidized through government bonds. Disney leases the land from the city of Anaheim for a whopping $1 a year and keeps all profits from the garage. I mean, can you imagine if Walt Disney were alive today? They have priced middle-class families out. For a park that has received $500 million in government bonds since 1991, wouldn't you expect a little more generosity when it comes to price sensitivity for guests? This is the kind of thing about society these days that just kills me. We, the taxpayers, pay the bill only for a private company to get super rich bilking those same taxpayers. I'm not saying uh, charge as little as you did in 1960, but come on, this is nuts. $30 to park on a lot that uh, the government essentially gives to a private corporation. It's getting more and more difficult to be a middle-class family these days. If you're super wealthy, you don't have anything to worry about. We need to do something for the middle class in this country. What it is, I'm not sure. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I am Frank Morano. I'll tell you, since we've been doing this show, one of the people that I have most enjoyed speaking with, and I've interviewed him a couple of times now, has been Anson Williams, who played Potsy on on Happy Days. Now, I'm a big fan of, uh, of Happy Days. And then, again, I think that's a show that still holds up uh, to this day. It's a little silly. It's a little campy, but it's fun. And what I was impressed with when I spoke with Anson Williams, and we'll probably do for another conversation with him because of the story I'm about to share with you, is Anson Williams just seems such like such a great guy. And he really seemed to get along with all of his fellow castmates and everything else. Just some people you talk to and you get the sense that they're very well-intentioned. And that's my impression with Anson Williams, Potsy. You just get the sense that he does, there's no guile to him. There's no malintent. And that's why I am very, very pleased. Oh, oh and, you know, his cousin was Dr. Henry Heimlich. Dr. Henry Heimlich? Yeah. Dr. Heimlich, who invented the Heimlich Maneuver. If you could believe that. And uh, an issue that's pretty important to me, they pioneered these alert drops 
which keep you awake while driving without caffeine because of an incident that he had where he fell asleep while driving and almost got into a major accident. I tried them, and they work pretty well. I mean, I don't swear by them the way that he does, but uh, they do give you a jolt to, uh, to stay awake for at least a bit. He is running for mayor of Ojai, California. According to the Ojai Valley News, Anson Williams announced his campaign at a city council meeting on June 28th. This is a Golden Globe nominated actor, and he said that the city needs leadership that inspires a collaborative team. So I don't know anything about Anson Williams' politics. I just know that he's a good person and a a fine actor. And this is probably not the best reason to support somebody, but I like him. Even though I've never met him in person, only telephonically, I I almost feel like he's a friend. And um, maybe it's to my detriment, but I don't live in Ojai. I am supporting him 100%. He's running against the uh, the current mayor, Betsy Sticks, who's running for re-election. And uh, today is the day that he has to officially declare his candidacy by filing the appropriate paperwork at the city clerk's office. So I don't know what political party he's running with or that he's affiliated with, but uh, Henry Winkler has endorsed him. He said on Twitter, you have my vote. I don't think Henry Winkler is a resident of Ojai, and neither am I, but that's not stopping either of us from wholeheartedly endorsing Potsy for mayor. I'm going to invite him on to talk about his candidacy and to share some other great stories. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. I don't know why I bother. I I really don't. We're going to talk about Anthony Weiner in uh, just a minute and some of the comments that he made on the radio about his uh, his ex-wife. Now, Anthony Weiner's first hour is solo. The second hour of his show, right here on WABC on Saturday afternoons, is with my friend and colleague, Curtis Lewa. Curtis spent almost the entire weekend ranting and going on and on about how he wasn't invited to the barbecue that I hosted Saturday. Now, of course, it's total nonsense. As I've explained to you before, he absolutely was invited to the barbecue. And honestly, if he wasn't invited, he wouldn't really care. This is just something for him to fill hours worth of content. In case you missed this, and whatever time you tuned in, he was talking about it because I was up uh, late on uh, Friday night and then early Saturday morning, and he was both the beginning of the show and the end of the show. This was all he was going on about. Here's a sample. By the way, uh, Broadway Bill Lee, did you get that email? Nope. Uh, Avery, of course you didn't. And I didn't. Uh, No invitation for me, Nancy, and for my son, Anthony, who, by the way, uh, when he was having his baptism, I invited Frank. He didn't show up. Now, that is completely untrue. I was not invited to Anthony Chester's christening, even though I knew Anthony at the time of his christening, when when he was born, was not invited to Anthony's communion, was not invited to Anthony's confirmation. And you know what? I wasn't expecting to be invited. These are largely family affairs that I don't expect to be included in. That's great for the Sliwa family. But uh, everything that you just heard Curtis say there, along with the other two hours that he was expanding on there, all of it, total nonsense. Total nonsense. So uh, let me state that once and for all. Now, I love Curtis, and I realize it's just shtick. I don't mind him saying that, but I... The danger of Curtis is that some of people, some of you guys out there actually think he's telling the truth 
when that couldn't be farther from the truth. All right, um, we're going to get into this in a big way in just a minute. we got the $1,000 minute coming up, and then at the end of this hour, we have 15 seconds of fame. Hey, if you ever miss any of these short-form WABC-exclusive local commentaries, you can uh, download the Frank Morano podcast. Just search Frank Morano on interviews and more on any podcast platform or just go to wabcradio.com. If there's something that you want to hear more of, email me, frank.morano at wabcradio.com. That's frank.morano at wabcradio.com. We'll talk about Anthony Weiner and his ex-wife, and maybe we'll play a few more Curtis clips in just a minute. This is The Other Side of Midnight, to be continued.